Yeah, I mean, the the incredible thing about this period uh, is that no one feels particularly bad about playing hooky, so you can go back to things which are, um, you know, that you wanted to revisit. So I've been rereading, like, like long novels. Uh, huh. I've read Anna Karenina. I'm about to, about to reread uh, Nabokov's Ada, which was a really important book for me. Uh, but also watching, like I rewatched uh, Satan Ta Tango. Uh, oh Bellator. wow! Rewatch, okay. And, but uh, yeah, rewatching it. But watching it, you know, in one fell swoop. Like actually, uh, like I found that you know I wanted to give myself that experience. And uh, I've been watching uh, a lot of uh, series that I had been promising to catch up on. Um, and, uh, I've been watching, and, you know, the incredible thing is the Met Opera is, you know, every night projecting a different opera. So I'm also an opera buff and oh, I dress cool. up uh, quite a bit. Uh, actually, a lot of people may not know that. So if you go to my site, which is, mm -hmm. uh, egofilmarts.com, uh, uh, it lists the feature films, but also these other projects in theater and, and opera, but they also have clips from those. Uh, production so you know if people are so interested they can sort of see the type of work i do outside of film that's but i've been watching great. yeah i've been watching the met and watching you know those operas and then of course you know just thanking god that there's a criterion channel and <laughs> up on you know re-watching films that i uh i've been thinking about like i always like the my favorite ending for any film is the ending of antonioni's uh, eclipse but i remember thinking uh oh the cleese yeah yeah, but I was thinking that that the uh, uh, I, I wanted to rewatch it because I hadn't seen it for a while. And uh, Alain Delon, who I, I I actually think is really good in the film, I I didn't remember that the performance was was so good, and the energy between him and Monica Vitti is actually really 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 good. And and uh, the whole film has this incredible like the the, the scenes in the stock market like mm -hmm. like yeah oh yeah yeah absolutely incredible it's like, insane like, yeah it's so physical right so yeah. You, realize that film is also able to be a record of something which is completely gone but you know to use the energy of the uh of the stock market at that period part of the drama was really exciting to watch really exciting to revisit i went back to see hiroshima mon Amour and oh, wow. <laughs> that was incredible i forgot how much i loved that it's film. beautiful 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 and oh. you know um the use of uh, uh fusco's music that's what connected yes. me actually to uh, now that i'm remembering you know you go on these strange like little journeys like i um I, watching um like uh, antonioni's film and the mm -hmm. uh, fusco score which is beautiful, like so, like modernist score, and then that's what took me back to um, to Hiroshima Mon Amour because they have two, like Georges Delarue is also scoring that. So you have like between Georges Delarue and 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 Fusco, you have this incredible, you know, like uh, alchemy between the two, very different traditions in a way. So that was great, and the, and the readings in that, uh, and the devastating sort of final images of Hiroshima Mon, which are just like you know. Uh, it just it gives you an affirmation of like what an incredible art form this is, what cinema is able to do, and then yeah, and then last night I watched uh, Edward Yang's uh, 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 Taipei Story. Oh wow! Uh, and uh, and uh, again, I, my jaw dropped at Martin Scorsese's intro. I mean, you can't <laughs> more like. Uh, is there a cinephile god like? like <laughs> is he like? But not only does he put his money into preserving these films, oh, um, it's so cool. 
he speaks so clearly of them, right? So, um, yeah. So it's been a look. It's for everybody. It's a devastating period, and no one knows what's sure, coming sure. up. And uh, but to have the comfort of like looking at these great works of art and uh, understanding that. Um, you know, we do have our, our the, for cinephiles, there is the version of the Louvre and the Louvre mm -hmm. is, is the Criterion collection. Like that is kind of the, the, the Louvre uh, right now. It's the place that we go to as a gallery to, to access these movies. And, uh, and of course we have our DVDs, you know, I, I have, um, you know, my fetishized copies of <laughs> maybe, you know, not, um, available anymore though i'll give you an interesting story like i remember one of my favorite films is this uh, film from the czech new wave um which is uh called uh, diamonds of the night oh and, uh, beautiful film love beautiful. it oh, beautiful. we're off to a great start please keep going <laughs> Diamonds of the night is like this incredible film and i remember I was, this, in, right? I was in england and i saw that there was a dvd release of it and like my my tendency is that if you see a dvd of a film that you think is obscure buy it because oh. it, it is you know you're not going to see that dvd again probably and i have a number of dvds like that but now it's on the criterion collection i know yeah the, uh, last year yeah I'll... like that's incredible like and and uh it's uh yeah and they have the whole check new wave you know they, and a lot they, of it yeah and and more coming that the carol zeman films that this year that came out this year it's and yeah with I love seeing these films come out that I've seen, you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago. Uh, people were talking about uh, Jafar Pahani, Panahi today, uh, the White white Ribbon, yeah, yeah. or White uh, white Balloon, White Ribbon? The White Balloon. White Balloon. Uh, it's now on the Criterion channel, and I've loved this movie, for and I've and, but nobody's seen it. So And that's actually the case with some of your films, too, so um, I th we'll, we'll certainly get to that. I'm not going to say nobody's seen it, but they availability as you well, probably but, know but also, i mean I, I i will say that some of these early films like um we did a re-transfers re and they look great like speaking parts really? phenomenal like in a high def like it was like shot on 35 and and um and then and the adjuster which is shot anamorphically so it's it's a very good transfer and i'm very proud to show it, is it um, better than this uh, well, it's from the same session. Thank okay, you. okay. Uh, I, people, th this is an audio podcast, but um, I'm holding the uh, Adam McGoyan collection from Artificial Eye, so uh, it has most of your early works. So, uh, yeah, eight films. So um, I, th I think most, we'll get to the Criterion channel and the Criterion um, uh, discussion later. Uh, if you don't mind, I, I would, would like to ask you about your new film. Um, so Guest of Honor... Usually I would prep and watch the movie, but we had about 24 hours notice. So you have a new movie I mean, coming out. It's, 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 uh, you know, what, what I, it's funny because I, when you hold up that box set of the first films up to and including Sweet Hereafter, like those were all yeah. films that I directed and produced and they were very artisanally made, I suppose. And then, um, you know, I went through a period of like doing these four, uh, you know, like, like, uh, projects that were uh, I wasn't really uh, I was involved with producing, but they were sort of on bigger budgets and um, yeah, where the truth lies, Chloe. Where, yeah. Oh, that first cluster would have been like Felicia's Journey, Ararat, oh, right. Ararat, yeah, you know, and then where the truth lies, and then I went back to doing something more artisanal with a film like Adoration, okay, uh, which is which is now on the Criterion Channel, and then I did another cluster like bigger films and uh, and then uh, and films that I didn't write myself and then I'm, now I've, I've gone back to this more artisanal mode you know the same crew uh, creatively that made all those early films that's mm -hmm. to say 
Paul Sarasi uh, as my DOP. Michael Dan is doing the score. Philip Barker uh, is uh, the production designer. Susan Shipton is, is editing. Uh, the sound team, the sound designer, uh, Steve Monroe, Daniel Pellerin, who's mixed all my films, right back to, uh, to Next of Kin. So, so it's the same team. Uh, and I think a lot of people are, are commenting that it feels like, you know, one of the earlier films mm -hmm. uh, in terms of its structure and in terms of its architecture. I do think I'm trying to do something which uh, attracted me to where the truth lies. And maybe that was not the right project to do it with. But this notion of, a, of an event that happens uh, and two characters uh, share a memory and they're opposing memories of what might have happened. And they're both kind of haunted by that and replaying those scenes. And so in this case, it's a father and daughter uh, played by David Thewlis and um, uh, Liza de Oliveira, uh, who is uh, like a, 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 a new actress now. She has, a, uh, I guess, a really successful series on Netflix, which I can't say I've seen called Lock and Key. Um, but she was, uh, this is one of her first uh, roles and she's really excellent in this. She's. Um, She's uh, a band instructor uh, in high school, and uh, she basically, um, on, during this trip, this event happens between uh, her and the bus driver who's driving the students around and the student, and it's like this very, um, I would say, layered uh, and complex little sexual history, which she then um, that gets her into trouble and it actually that lands her in prison. I won't go into the details of it, but uh, then the film structure around these visits that David Thewlis is making to prison to visit her daughter, his daughter, uh, trying to understand what, what happened. Uh, it's also uh, the other sort of line that goes through the story is uh, a meeting between uh, Lysla, the character's name is Veronica, meeting um, a priest uh, because her father has died away, uh, has died. And so she, she's kind of um, the, the, the priest played by Luke Wilson and her trying to construct a eulogy. Uh, and so in so doing, she tells the story of her father and this very, very strange relationship that the father and daughter have had. And uh, then there's this whole kind of passage of seeing her father, who's a food inspector, David Thewlis, you know, conducting these experiments. He's a regulator. He, he's there to protect the health code. He's there to go from restaurant to restaurant and make sure that everyone is sort of observing the code, the laws. Um, but it's clear that as he's trying to ascertain what should be happening and regulate this the, the condition of these restaurants in his own life, you know, he's lost any sense of sort of like bearing and that things are falling apart. Uh, we understand that his wife has died of cancer. We understand that the uh, the, the woman that he loved, um, who happens to be the piano teacher of his daughter, um, you know, who, you know, I won't get into the complexities of it. Let me just say it's very sure. layered. Okay. It's, it's a really layered piece. And so I would say it's not unlike a film like Exotica or a film like Calendar, um, maybe. Calendar. Well, Calendar has a strange simplicity to it, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's, yeah. but it, it, but it has this rigid sort of uh, structure. Um, it's more like I would say an adoration or an exotica, okay. or speaking parts. Speaking parts, I would say as well, has has like these these buried histories, uh, ro uh, romantic histories, and um, you know things that are being played out through technologies and through. Um, mediated devices these characters have access to um you know that that figures in this film as well but i'm, I'm super excited about it we're releasing it today and um oh, right. you know, okay it's a film that's going to get 
you know, different responses. And But I can tell you the performances are great and I'm super proud of it. And I think my team is working, you know, with all cylinders going. And um, I, I'm uh, and I'm thrilled that it's that it's enjoying a release in this time. You know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, that's um, it's going to be weird. And I'm also thrilled that it's actually coming out the same month as, uh, you know, these films, earlier films are available on Criterion. So uh, it, it feels like uh, there's a nice synergy happening between it all. Yeah. And speaking of Criterion, so Thulis uh, is, uh, of course, a legend. Uh, we, you know, I, I think I saw an article about him, Harry Potter star, which, you know, I, of course I get it. But, um, you know, I, yeah. my, I think of Naked. You know, that's just the, the go-to. I'm, I'm, you know, can't just imagine re- you're... We watch that on Criterion, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, it's, uh, it, it's also amazing to see the Mike Lee films that I haven't seen uh, on Criterion. So, so, so another amazing, uh, you know, set of films that that are made available. Um, and uh, but I, I was rewatching uh, Naked because I hadn't um, um, seen it for a while, and oh my god, it just it it's so. Now that I've worked with David, now mm-hmm. that I've spent so much time watching his face in detail. To see him transform himself into Johnny in that movie yeah. <laughs> was so remarkable. Of course, what? I've only seen the trailer of your new movie, but I kind of I, I saw a little Johnny in that, in just the little snippets. Is that fair or? Yeah, but well, uh, yeah, you know, the trailer's uh, deceiving because what you saw is the end of the film where he there's a definitely an aspect of Johnny that comes through huh. in this uh, speech he makes. Uh, to uh, in this party that he thinks is 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 for him he's kind of in this weird he's he's falling apart by the end of the film and he walks into this uh this restaurant that he was about to close down and uh because he found a major infraction and the owners of the restaurant said that no it's, it is actually the infraction was for a private party and then he he asked for details of the party and they realized that this guy might come back and so they organized this party and he walks into it and he feels like he's the guest of honor and he launches into this crazy speech, and it's a Johnny. Certainly, it's a Johnny monologue, right? It's a. It, it, yeah. It is inspired by the character that I saw in that film, and that's um, fantastic. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you you already mentioned um, it's just a crazy environment right now. I, that's one thing we we try not to dwell on it uh, uh, too much. We we have our, our as you put it uh, so eloquently our, our Louvre of uh, Criterion films or, or others uh, that we uh, go to and it's actually a it's a good time to be a cinephile um, and you were talking about Antonioni so I and I, I'm sure you hate getting asked about your influences but is there any any anybody that um, any sort of filmmaker or film style that uh, that you brought with you to this film first and foremost look I come from theater so mm-hmm. the directors who have uh, come from a theatrical tradition are particularly inspiring to me and the two giants uh when you think about that are uh obviously going to be ingmar bergman and 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 fassbinder uh but also uh visconti i think you know is coming from a theatrical tradition visconti who directs opera and theater Uh, but (laughs) you know bergman yeah but bergman is really was a huge huge uh figure for me so you know in my criterion top 10 i i i think i put persona though the, the interesting actually it's uh, the si- sorry, sorry to correct the the auteur the silence and went and um through a glass darkly is on your list okay okay no you're right yes because they were dealing with the subject of incest right and so yeah yeah so i've dealt with that you know obviously in uh in films like sweet hereafter so mm-hmm. uh, that, oh, yeah. that's right. 
and I was talking about it from that point of view. But I will add an, another title, which um, it's funny. The the Bergman Foundation asked me to do an interview about uh, a, a film of mine that I wanted to highlight that that I felt maybe people had not given much attention to. So you know, obviously, Ber uh, Persona is is the mm. film think of and uh, maybe the silence and through a glass darkly are also kind of classics but uh, uh, if you like Bergman you should re-watch The Passion of Anna. The Passion of Anna is an interesting because here's the thing about The Passion of Anna it's his four favorite actors that's Erland Jakobsen, Max von Sydow, Bibi Anderson and of course Lee Bullman but on his favorite location which is Faro Island uh, which is where he shot Persona through Glass Darkly, both shot on this island. And it's his first film where he's really exploring color. Like, uh, um, um, and, and so the work with uh, Sven Nykvist, uh, the director, and the use of uh, how those characters and performances are being observed. But here's the other thing that you might have forgotten if you haven't seen that film. It, he, you also have Bergman interviewing the actors, like in the, the film. He will ask them about these roles that they're playing. And it's Bergman's voice. And you also have him uh, giving you plot points. Uh, at certain points, he's going. So it's this weird um, experiment in what, how far you can actually go in being able to use a theatrical concept, which is that you, you make the viewer super aware that these are performances, that these are being set up like there are moments where for instance like um you see a shot of, of the setting sun and the room is kind of red and you think okay that's because of the setting sun but it, it's actually unnaturally red and you go actually are they are they like in a dark room but it, it's it doesn't feel right and then suddenly you look through the window and it's like broad daylight now these are master filmmakers they, they, these are oh, these yeah are conscious choices that they're making to displace your sense of where you might be and there, I would say, theatrical choices. So he's really blending this element of theater and 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 film in a way that maybe Fassbinder did in Corral as well. Like you mm. know, in, you know, like with Corral, you're really aware that you're on a set. And certainly, you know, I've been inspired by that in films like Ararat or you know, uh, like uh, I would say Adoration. There are things that are clearly theatrically presented, and really pushes this sense of how far can you take the viewer and. You know, one of the criticisms that might be leveled against my films is that they they, they feel that they're unnatural, and I, of course they are. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm I'm pushing that sometimes. Like you look at those early films, especially in terms of the way the performances are, and you know how far I'm going with that. Well, that's really inspired by the work of Fassbinder. Bresson is also really oh, important. Yeah. You know, like a, like a Bresson. Well, it's funny. I was just reading a review of um, the new film and. Um, in uh, Roger Ebert, um, uh, Glenn Kenny was referring to the, one of the performances being almost Bressonian, and I was going, "Yeah, that's that's absolutely true." Liza, you know, it feels like there's this there's this tone, and that was a really inspiring filmmaker for me as well. Those those, those films um, like Pickpocket and mm -hmm. uh, uh, Ohazard, uh, uh, Balthazar, um, uh, Mouchette. Um, you know, we have um, Largent. Largent. Here, here in Toronto, we have like you know the the resident kind of like Bresson expert in James Quant. You know. Who, oh right, that's right. You do. <laughs> well, he wrote the the great book, and I you know did a, a small contribution to it. Um, okay. You know, really, you know, talking about notes notes on cinematography and 
um, the, 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 how important that book was to me. I mean, the two books that have been really important to me by filmmakers are our notes on cinematography, but also, uh, Andre Tarkovsky sculpting in time. Sculpting in time was a really important book for me. Tarkovsky is so inspiring. Um, but there's other traditions, right? There's like, uh, like traditions of noir, you know, like traditions mm -hmm. of noir or like uh, Anthony Mann Westerns or, oh, you know, like there's all sorts of things that, you know, you get excited by Fritz Lang, like the genius cinematographer, you know, when people talk about technology, like, like Fritz Lang was the, the person who, who first used, you know, monitors, uh, not mm. only in something like Metropolis, but you look at uh, like an unknown film of his, which I don't think is on the Criterion channel yet called uh, Lilium, the only film he I shot. I've seen in that. Okay. Yeah. I, he, his career is just, I, the, Incredible the longevity is amazing yeah. how he worked in Hollywood and Big fan. Also, the silent era. You yeah. Know, the film was oh. making the silent era, but all silent films as well. Like you know, yeah. those early, like the Dryers, but you know, mm -hmm. uh, the Murnaus and all those. You know, um, I'm I'm very proud to be a filmmaker. I'm very proud to be you know uh, part of this tradition, and um, I find it you know um, I am I'm nothing but grateful that I've been able to make these films um, and that they've been able to get the attention that they have and uh, that they're on this, on this channel that I revere now. So that's all very cool. And um, it also means a lot to me like to go back and, you know, like, um, you know, people that films that I wouldn't have thought that I would watch again, but you suddenly, you know, you, you're watching like Paul Schrader's light sleeper and you go, that's, that's a really interesting film. I forgot how, how, how how and you watch hardcore again or you watch oh, hardcore is great you know like these are films that um if you didn't have access to them uh, so easily you would probably never go back to and uh so uh the and the and the you know i the thing i'm still trying to get with with uh because i'm also uh, I, I i have a a large collection of the, uh, you know, the original Criterion DVDs and Blu-rays. And so there are a lot of features like the booklets, which I so beautifully made. And uh, so I miss that. But some of the extra features, um, like I haven't checked out, like I remember uh, on uh, the Louis Ma film, uh, The Ascension to the uh, Gallows. Yeah, Elevator, yeah. You know, they have Elevator to uh, yeah. the Gallows. They have the original recording session with Miles Davis, oh, right? so good, yeah. It's so good. And you watch was, that. That was on your top 10 as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just because that is like uh, that. Now, now, is that also available digitally? Like on um, when you go to look at that film? I'm not sure if they preserved all of that stuff. I hope they have. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, seems, they've done a pretty good job of preserving all the extras. So. Sometimes they do. Yeah. We actually saw that. Well, what's interesting, a couple things you said there. One of the last theatrical thing, uh, film, films I saw before uh, COVID was Persona. Um, and uh, I, I've seen it probably 10 times. Actually, I took my wife, who is a big fan of yours, but she hated Persona. Uh, I don't want to speak for her, but uh, it, it, a little little out. I th it's tough to, um, a first viewing, uh, Persona can be pretty challenging, especially. And um, these films are, right? That's, get, that's what I get... love about them, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's I think it's to your credit that from that, that pedigree and that uh, tradition that sometimes yours are as well. And, and sometimes the, uh, the viewer needs to meet you halfway. Um, and, uh, and we saw, we saw, um, elevator to the gallows in New York at film forum, uh, when it played the, the retrospective. So I can't say off the top of my head, uh, if all the extras are there, but the Miles Davis score is really the, just the essence of that film. And that one scene of her, of, uh, um, 
uh, her crying, walking. Down. It's only like a split second sc- uh, shot, but um, uh, why? Which is uh, Moreau, Moreau. Is that cameras were there, like cameras yeah. were there at that recording session, yeah. and that someone remembered that or found that or kept that, and that you know some of these, yeah. uh, you know, like I also find that uh, I love these obsessive uh, uh, ones, like where you have the triple disc of on the waterfront criteria. Yes. Oh, wow, have, that's great disc. Yeah, the original like aspect ratio and the. Uh, the other, you know, the other aspect ratios it was released under, and you're going, well, that's that's really obsessive. But as a filmmaker, you go, that's great. And that's great. You know, that that's all preserved. And um, uh, yeah, there's, a, a, you know, when I was asked to, um, you know, uh, when I gave my top ten um, <laughs> great gifts, is that you get to have ten titles. Yeah, and I saw so, you had a tie. <laughs> yeah, so I I, I got um, like the the Cassavetes box set. Um, which is just like such an amazing thing to have. And I got uh, Berlin Alexanderplatz. Um, and mm. uh, I think I was greedy because I took, I, I took titles that had multiple discs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, everybody's on a budget. And yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and your, your top 10. So you had uh, Fat Girl. Um, well, Fat Girl, because uh, my wife, you know, I think, right, yeah. You know, I, I work with Arsene in all these films. And I've seen her, you know, in films by Olivier Assayas. She's I've seen great. her in films by uh, Haneke, but seeing her in Catherine Bria's Fat Girl, like that, that drive at the end, uh, oh, she, yeah, that's a that great scene. Sequence. is an incredible thing. And yeah. she's incredible in it. And she and, is. Yeah. And then when I find out that she did that, she was driving on that highway and there, like, there was no, really? there's no safety concerns. Arsene is like a wonderful person, but she's a crazy driver. And then, <laughs> A film crew that was like strapped to that car. She's driving it with all those trucks moving in and out. Like I, I sweat watching that, wow. and it leads to this horrifying ending. I won't yeah. give it away, but it's like crazy. Oh, it's yeah, it's a, it's the great. art new new uh, French extremity. It's uh, yeah, it's yeah. groundbreaking. Yeah. So 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 that that certainly was on the list. You'll have to refresh me. I don't remember the list because I obviously made a mistake with the Bergman. So well, actually, um, before we get too far away from your, your uh, film coming out today, so that's the thing with. Uh, the current environment so how can we see this uh, is this i know it's on kino and i think through kino now i believe is this going to be like... so so here's the thing that it's that it's proposing is that you can go to kino marquee you can actually go to your favorite local cinema it'll be listed there on the kino marquee banner and if you buy it through you can go to your cinema and buy a ticket through that and what you're doing there is you're getting the film but you're also helping that cinema survive in this period right mm-hmm. so you're able to um, you know, that, that would be my preferred way because I actually, have also, uh, you know, uh, try to, there was a fund that was, re- you know, trying to raise money to keep these cinemas alive. And, you know, I, I owe so much to these art cinemas. So I was, you know, I saw you gave 25 grand. <laughs> it, was, it was like a crazy amount, but only because <laughs> I was so at that point, uh, because it also was helping Canadian cinemas, but like, I just go, this is the lifeline of everything we do. Like, yeah. like if we don't have these cinemas, we cannot you know, uh, you know, is cinema is 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 about these houses and the people who run them and the businesses Completely. that you know, and they need to survive. Otherwise, you know, this is this is you know we can't we can't imagine a world where we don't have independent cinemas like 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 we need them, and uh, and and I, and I was really happy to see other filmmakers like you know pitching in and 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 there was like a substantial amount raised to keep these places alive. So that's why I'm saying if you want to watch my new film, I would watch it through Kino Marquee. 
and then go to your cinema and buy it through there. I mean, you can do it through iTunes, you can do it through these other places, but why not? Why not just, you know, uh, that way you, you can kind of preserve the tradition a little bit while while you can't, you know. <laughs> like no, I, I'm on the board of our, our, our local theater. Basically, it's not a TIFF, but, uh, you know, the, the, the closest thing in our little uh, small town, it's a, a pretty... Uh, and that's where I saw Persona. Actually, I had tickets to go see Come and See right before the uh, the COVID hit, canceled. So, I, so do you do you know if it's part of uh, the Kino Marquee? Is it on that label? It's, it's not actually. I, that yeah, that's a longer story. But um, just because it, I, I think it will survive, this theater will survive. I you know I that's what we're fighting for. But um, but, but that, see that makes me that's curious. So that. Uh, it, would it's, you know, it's not your it's not their fault it's because... no but but would you know like if you look at the list of like uh, cinemas uh like you're in rochester right i'm uh, my wife is from rochester i'm actually oh. in columbia south carolina so i'm on the other side of the uh... okay so so would you know like what cinema you would uh <clears throat> i'm actually looking through the list here so uh, ours would be the nickelodeon theater so it, it's not on there and you know i i don't want to get too in uh, into our theater, but just because of the the crisis, we're basically, um, yeah, we have very thin employees, so we don't have enough to actually facilitate Kino Marquee. For for a while we did, for a while we did, but um, but yeah, I, I see there are probably a hundred at least theaters here, and I I just yeah I I agree. Support your local cinema. Um, I having seen the other the business side of that, you know, every little bit helps and. Uh, and so they did, they did get some funding through the um, the uh, the art house convergence fund that you mentioned. So so thank you. And I, I probably shouldn't have mentioned the amount you gave. <laughs> I apologize, but uh, no, I mean, look, very look, generous. I, I'll, I'll also be honest with you. Like a lot of that was from you know like like all of it was from the Criterion. Like what Criterion was paying for these films, I just mm. kind of diverted into that fund because I felt like that was um, I, it's it's just too uh, nightmarish for me that. That, that these cinemas won't be there and 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 like if we're not fighting look everyone has to fight the battles like that 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 somehow have to do with their family and so uh, i believe in, in the family of cinema and um you know in the same way that i'm now working as an ambassador for the toronto film festival and trying to keep that alive right. yeah, yeah like I, I just think these are really extreme times and so uh uh yes yeah. I, I'm I'm here to support in any way I can, but I do think that that's probably the best way to see the film. And uh, and if and if you know if, if you um, if you don't have a cinema, if you're listening to this and it's not a cinema that really comes to mind, um, you know there's the obvious choices like the Walter Reed Theater mm -hmm. or you know um, um, like I guess the Pacific Cinema Tech or um, the uh, the, the the Gene Sachs Theater and oh, there's and, some great uh, theaters like out the, there. Yeah, everyone knows what these theaters are. Yeah. So just yeah. just choose one of them and, and and watch it through that. I would say. So I, my audience would uh, would would kill me if I didn't ask the question. So you're getting a Criterion Channel bundle of your films. Uh, so it's uh, basically it's it's probably weird from your perspective, but it spans probably about twenty twenty five years. I think from uh, from speak uh from family viewing to sweet here yeah, after it was 84 84 uh, to no. 98 so oh yeah not so um i think it's eight films um and so that's going to be well it's it's really on the channel right now they they right. it's it they put it on the calendar as july 27th uh but uh, but you can see them all now um so and so they have a criterion logo and a janus logo so uh right when i saw uh that, that feels good huh 
Yeah, it, it, it was it was a really emotional moment for me. Really? Like, okay. I have to tell you, it was very emotional to see the, those logos because they've been so much a part of my formation for oh, so God. long. Like right back to uh, putting on 16 millimeter prints of the Antonio, Antonioni films in my, uh, there was a, a collection of 16 millimeter prints for um, at the University of Toronto. I wasn't studying film, but I had access to the prints because actually really not. I had access to the prints because I wasn't a film student. And so, uh, so I remember threading them up on a projector and uh, seeing the Janus logo, right? You know, there wasn't Criterion at that point, but Criterion right, was actually right. one, of the, one, of, well, one of the people who started it was, was, was one of my, uh, like one a prop at U of T, Joe, Joe Medchuk. So he was you know, one of the people who was really one of the originators of Criterion. So, uh, which was called something else back then, I think, but. Um, Voyager. Yeah. Voyager, right. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so, you know, the, it, it's, uh, yeah, it is. It is very gratifying, and um, I'm very thankful. And they are um, very attentive. Uh, they, you know, I think guess on the 27th there's going to be um, a conversation that that they recorded, and then later on, of course, there'll be uh, like the the sets. They'll, be, they'll come out on DVD and Blu-ray um, at some point in the future too. So, um, for the people who who are who want the physical thing, that'll be that'll be available as well. I am those people. I, I have 2,500 Blu-rays in the other room. Uh, and I'm insane. And a, a lot of our listeners are the same. Um, okay, well, here's a, the thing. Here's the thing same I'll, mindset. Yeah. Here's the thing I'll pitch. Um, uh, if anyone wants, they can. Uh, I've got uh, screenplays, like published screenplays of Exotica. Hmm. So if you go to my site, like uh, Ego Film Arts, info at, um, they're, um, I'm selling those for or like like you know so i can sign it if you want to sign a, a copy of of the book um which is a really nice book just 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 let me know great oh that's nice yeah we had uh we had matthew modine on and he did sign copies of his uh, his blu-rays and what's funny you, you mentioned at the, the feeling you got from um seeing janice had another famous director who um yeah a little cantankerous but i love him so alex cox legend um I, I, if I remember when I when I asked that question of him, how he felt, he was like, oh, you know what, Michael Bay was on there," <laughs> so which is very much an Alex Cox thing. Is he he loves Michael Bay was on where on Criterion? Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, he was. Yeah. That that's a, a lot of a lot of times the um, yeah one of the criticisms. But it's it's a great grouping of films. These eight films, uh, I believe it's eight films. Yeah, uh, Exotica, Calendar, I mean, really up till Sweet Hereafter. Yeah, um, and. Um... And I mean, I, I do think that the, uh, yeah, the only thing that I, I, I'm nervous about is that they're calling this collection of films the Michael Bay Collection. And that's, <laughs> I think you're safe there. They, they felt marketing wise, they wanted to create the sense that um, you never have seen Michael Bay and me in the same room and that we might be <laughs> the same filmmaker. I, I think we, we could, different glasses, different glasses. Yeah, so. I'll, I'll, I'll do nothing to dispel that illusion. <laughs> so I, I have to um, share a little bit of my personal history. So um, so you've actually uh, uh, had an impact on my life, whether you knew it or not. I'm sure you've had an impact on a lot of people's lives. Um, uh, so I, I've been married to my wife. Uh, it'll be 15 years next year, and um, she's she grew up in Rochester, and she's honorary Canadian. We, uh, as I mentioned previously, we go up to Toronto when we can. Uh, love the city, love the country. Um, so she actually, I, I knew of your work in the 90s, but I, I it, the cinephilia bug didn't really catch hit me until after you know, really probably right post uh, Sweet Hereafter, maybe you know 
so she she actually said, "Oh, Adam McGoyan, he's he's one of the best. Seek him out." So um, so you you can see the poster behind us. That's her poster, the adjuster. That's her her favorite film of yours. And um, but the thing is, back so we you know fifteen years, which is not that long ago, it was really tough to see your film to find your films. I I, I remember we um, I can't I think we saw Exotica on, a, on an old DVD um, and Sweet Hereafter. I, I believe the same. Um, Rest in peace, Ian Holm. Um, uh, yeah, that that was crushing. Um, but I remember we were trying to find others. In fact, I think we we saw Calendar together, and I think that was one of the Netflix discs. And I think it was like out of print, and it 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 was on very long wait for a while. And we just got the lucky Netflix lottery, and finally it showed up. So, so, so what? A, for a long time, your films weren't readily available to be seen, and I'm sure people did see them, but. Now people could potentially binge watch, uh, you know, yeah. every, your entire. And they're, and they're beautiful transfers, you know. Like I was surprised at, uh, like I mean, I knew that the thirty-five uh, uh, material would hold up, and the, certainly the thirty-five anamorphic, like adjuster, looks quite remarkable. Like it's beautiful, like how that, you know, when you go to back to the negative and and, and you have that. But the even the sixteen looks really good, you know. Uh, so like the early films, like the next of kin and family viewing calendar is actually shot in sixteen, but it's shot on a. 45 ASA stock, so it's like unbelievably sharp. It looks like 35. Um, and of course, you know, the the sound work, because I've been working with these sound designers and uh, mm -hmm. particular mixer, Daniel Pellerin. So, um, you know, to read, uh, go back to those tracks and to digitize them and to have... I can't wait. Uh, yeah, it's really wonderful. I think I think the adjuster is particularly, you know, to hear it with surround and it's really wonderful. Do you enjoy revisiting those films? Uh, I well, well, what I, what I, what I look. You need to feel magic, and to me, the the film medium is magic. You know, when you are, when you go, oh my God, people are going to watch this on a on an old VHS, or they're going to watch, <laughs> and, and and you kind of like accept the fact. Well, it's better than not having access to it, I guess. And then you go back to the thirty five negative, and you make this pristine transfer, and you're in the in the transfer suite, and you go, this is magic. It's mm -hmm. magic. That this can look better. Than I remember it ever looking, uh, because of the technology we have. Like that to me is, is, and that you can immediately share that. There's no generational loss. You know that when you're watching it, um, when you're streaming it, it looks as good as it looks in an, in an edit suite. Um, that's that's remarkable. I'm just checking this version of the new film, um, Guest of Honor, on iTunes to see what the French dub was like because uh, it's been dubbed into French as well. And it looks great, you know. Like I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm just watching this on my, on my computer screen, and it looks wonderful. So, um, you know, that's the thing that we forget is that, you know, um, when you're as old as I am, like uh, when the <laughs> first came out on VHS, like like the adjuster was a pan and scan, right? Oh, like, yeah. oh and, yeah. And when it came out in the letterbox on VHS, it was like awful. You could hardly see any detail at all. Yeah, yeah. It really worth watching even laser disc was not you know looking back at it it's not it's not very good compared to what you get with a blu-ray or uh, like a streaming uh, a, a high depth st streaming it's really uh, wonderful so um you know it, it, it's it's fascinating to me uh when i watch we were talking before about bergman and passion of anna and the ending of that film is you see uh, the figure of max von Sydow alone uh, on a beach and you have an uh, an optical zoom mm -hmm. which is you know that film image is 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 basically you zoom in on the film image itself and it becomes more and more granular 
And that's why one of the reasons I love that I was talking I about yeah. an experimental work, but but it also you know that's the thing that is so fascinating when you watch these transfers now is how they interact with film granules. Mm -hmm. Like sixteen transfers are very interesting that way because they are that you do see film grain, but it becomes incredibly sensual. I find you know mm -hmm. it's it becomes part of this beautiful fabric and. Uh, which film was I watching the other day? Oh, I was watching a Sergio Leone, uh, which was shot in Technoscope, which was like a, a, a three-perf uh, answer to shooting um, Cinemascope, it, it basically as opposed to um, an anamorphic compression of the image. It takes the three sprockets and kind of spreads the image out on the 35 frame. So it's more grainy. But again, when you watch a nice transfer of it, it's like the, 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 the grain of the film becomes really beautiful. Yeah. So... Uh, I think that that's something that is very sensual, like, you know, to, again, going back to this notion of theater and being aware of image. And that's the other thing about this new film, I must say, with Guest of Honor, is that uh, we're really trying to find this because it's uh, the use of glass is very important in the film. So we shot it with anamorphic lenses, even though it's not presented anamorphically. But you're going to see the anamorphic distortions and the color saturations and the um, the, 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 the flaring all of that is part of the texture of the film. I think it's like you use everything you can to paint the picture you want to communicate to the viewer, get inside those characters' minds, their frames, like how they see themselves. That to me is like the, the films I love, I actually feel that the director has actually made a decision as to how these characters see themselves, how, how to find language and a way of telling the story that reflects on how they feel that they're moving through this narrative, the narrative of their life or, you know, like, um, and that's why going back to the eclipse uh, Antonioni, like the ending of that it's even though the characters are not there they're supposed to be meeting at this place and you realize that they're that, that you're just seeing images of the place without the characters meeting but it's a beautiful way of using the viewer's imagination and yeah. themselves into that into this relationship we have to the to the to the spaces we move through the rooms we enter the doors we close like all of that stuff like in this new film um, I'm very aware of that, like the, the father and daughter, the places that they've shared together, the rooms that have been important to them. Um, like the, like I was talking before about the fact that she was really, um, um, she loved her music teacher, who's the person that she thinks her father might be having an affair with as her mother is dying of cancer. So these, these scenes in the, in, the, in the space where the music lessons were, have to have a certain feeling and have to be really loaded with a, a sense of uh, possibility and and also pain and uh, like uh, saturated memory, right? Like that's I guess what is something that I really am aware of. How to saturate these feelings of what has happened and bring them into the present and and ignite the the viewer's um, sense of uh, like not only curiosity but just a voraciousness, like, a, like a viewers. You know, we're saturated with so many images that are so useless, so pointless. And so when you look at images that have been chosen by mm -hmm. a filmmaker uh, to tell that story, you hope that those are really very, very, um, how can I say that? Like you're seeing like something deliberate, deliberate, right? There's something really purposeful about those. Images. Yeah. Yeah. Just curious. Did you shoot uh, Guess of Honor on digital or is it? Yeah, we, we, we've been shooting, uh, the last film I shot on Filmstock was Chloe. Really? Wow, okay. And uh, I think if you watch uh, Guest of Honor, you'll see, like, uh, like Paul Strassi is doing incredible work with the digital palette. It's like, um, 
So the first film we shot digitally was not, I, I didn't, actually, it's interesting, maybe someday that'll show up. I, um, we shot Devil's Knot, and that was the first time we worked digitally, and I was never happy with the way that film looked, but I went back to it like a, about four months ago, and uh, re, uh, like the aspect ratio that I was released under was wrong. I was very busy with another film at the time, so somehow that, that I know the... I don't know how that happened, but basically it's being shown, um, it, it was shot uh, 235 and it's being shown like uh, like like 16 by 9, which is like wrong. Right. And so I, I redid it with the proper matting, but also I desaturated the color and I got it closer to what I had in mind. And so um, I, I think that uh, uh, with that film, we were still experimenting with digital, what that language meant. Um, but but. I think by this film now, which is like six, what, what, seven years after that, we, I think we really, I think it looks as good as film. Great. So, so back to your, your, um, your bundle. So these are, you know, I, a lot of master works, as you put it, your art, artisanal period. So, um, so how would you, and, and you're right, they're not, these aren't, uh, you know, Michael Bay films. So these, the, how would you recommend people approach them? So w- there's the Bergman box set. We talked about a few Bergman films. Uh, so it's taken me a year. I, I, I'd seen half of them at least. Now I've seen, I've, I'm four discs away and it's taken me about a year and a half and I'm actually waiting for Christmas for, to finish with Fanny and Alexander. So that's just the, the film geek in me. You're in for a treat. You're in for a treat. Uh, but yeah, I've seen it before, but I'm the rewatch, but, um, watch the theatrical i've only seen the tv version before but um so how would you suggest somebody that's new to your films i mean or maybe just seen one or two i would you say space or would you say watch them all in a weekend or (laughs) that's so difficult you know because people have different tolerances and different um um hmm. yeah a lot of people can't do sight and tango uh in one sitting i'm just saying Yeah. yeah I mean, I, 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 you know, it's interesting because there is, uh, I know that there are people who are really devoted to the adjuster and you're saying your wife is, and, and, yeah. and I love that film a lot. I think it's, it's a, but it, it sets a certain tone and, um, I think it gives you a very different entry point than if you were to watch, um, like the first feature, like it's interesting because like there was a retrospective of my films at the Cinematheque in Mexico City, mm-hmm. and uh, I went to the event and I thought, well, they're going to show Exotica or this feature sure. after. No, but they started with my first feature, Next of Kin, and I went, oh my god, why would they do that? This is a film I made with absolutely no money. Uh, we shot it for dollars <laughs> on sixteen millimeter film. I didn't really know about filmmaking. I was teaching myself as we were making it, but I. I, the story is really great, like in about this this boy who's in video therapy with his parents, um, and they're the, it's at the time it was this trendy sort of therapy where people would watch uh, recordings of their family and see certain patterns of behavior. And this boy uh, stumbles upon the tape of another family, this Armenian family, uh, and their story is that um, they they put up their son for adoption when they came to Canada because they couldn't afford to keep him, and that this has been a huge sense of grief for them. And getting all this information from watching this tape, this this boy, Peter, gets the impression, the idea of tracking his family down and telling them that he's their son returning. Hmm. And they don't look anything like each other, but they're prepared to believe that because it's so important for them to think that their son has returned. And it's a very interesting cultural comedy. You know, it's like very primitively shot, but it's an interesting way to enter my world. You know, um, okay. family viewing is the second feature, which has got way more attention. But look, I mean, if if you want to go to the films that are clearly the best 
received. I mean, yes, go to Exotica, go to Sweet Hereafter. Um, and, um, you know, uh, there's a lot of people, we have a lot of stuff to watch, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot to catch up on. And if you want to see whether or not you're going to get into my work, I guess those two films would be um, a good place. What do you think? I don't know. Like, it's so yeah. Actually, I'm going to ask my wife if I can get her, but because uh, she, she, as you mentioned, a, a retrospective. So actually in our local theater that I, I mentioned I'm on the board at, before we were married, uh, before I even was in town, um, she went to um, a, a festival of yours. So, so Andrea here, he, he, you can't hear oh, him, but, uh-huh. but the mic can hear you. Okay. Do you remember which, um, which films of his played at that festival or which ones you saw there? I definitely saw The Adjuster. And Exotica was playing there as well. <laughs> okay, so what, what about what about family viewing next to Ken? I think actually speaking parts. Speaking maybe, parts. Okay. Um, I couldn't go that night, and it was over the course of a few days. So right. yeah, yeah, only have so much time. So I think that that the core four films that are on the the, the Criterion Channel are are all you know like the good thing about watching a film like Calendar is that it is for me it was a real breakthrough in terms of. Uh, trying to understand p- other possible structures. Calendar's so, great, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So what I learned from that, I, I, I was able to bring into Exotica. Like this idea I, of... Rep- I see that, certainly. Re- repetitive behaviors, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, this idea of someone who, um, you know, you're seeing certain things over and over again, but there's permutations, there are shifts, and it kind of becomes enhanced, you know, and, and it takes on a different dimension, and it really gets to an emotional core through the use of that repetition. You know, I, I think that that, but my, my fear is that if you watch one of these super low budget films, like the calendar or family viewing or next of kin is that you're not getting a sense of the full palette of what I'm doing when I have, you know, like a a larger budget and, and I'm able to, you know, work with Paul Sarasi and my, my, my team. But, but for the people who, you know, just want to understand a filmmaker's journey, those early films are super important. And, I, and I am a lot, of people, a lot of people like that. And the Bergman set is, uh, it's film festival order. So, you know, you start, I, I forget which, I, I think Wild Strawberries started off, which you know, is a good first film. And, uh, and then you go to his early work. And then, so maybe, so maybe the, the, uh, the Adam McGoyan Film Festival. Mm-hmm. So maybe you start with Exotica or, well, or maybe yeah. Sweet Hereafter, then go to Speaking and, and, Parts, and then, then throw in some Chloe. I, I see what, you know, like, uh, I mean, it's funny, like the festival world, I was just talking about that. Isn't you know, that interesting about, about, you know, how that world is so vulnerable right now? Yeah. Oh, but yeah. I, like, you know, the first festival I ever went to um, was with my first feature, Next of Kin. I mean, it was, we showed it in Toronto. And then, and, then, and then I drove to Cleveland, and it was at the Cleveland Film Festival. <laughs> That yeah. to me at the time was such a glamorous thing. <laughs> right, let's, let's hope they survive. Um, just while, while Andrea's here, do you have any questions for Adam? I just want to say I love the version of Courage in The Sweet Hereafter. Oh, yeah. Because I'm a huge Tragically Hip fan. Oh, know? okay, so yeah. I just Another... wanted to let you know how rare that is because uh, they don't allow people to do covers. So that was a very, very unusual um you know, uh, they allowed that, you know, they allowed us to do that cover with, with uh, Sarah singing it. And it's really, it is really beautiful. That's great. She'll have to hear your response on the replay. (laughs) She can't hear you, but (laughs) it's a one-way conversation, but uh, uh, yeah, uh, another rest in peace uh, again. So, uh, and uh, you were also on the Criterion channel. There's that split screen interview, which is, um, you know, probably 20, 
20 something years ago you asked you had really awesome sunglasses for that um re- I, I, I was i was having i, I was suffering from a really uh, big hangover that morning <laughs> and i can uh, i was i just watched that because i i looked up at my name uh on criterion channel to find the films yeah. and then this came up and i don't i didn't remember that and then <laughs> when i saw it like i'm unshaven and uh, it's kind of funny. You, you, had, you had a Godard thing going. <laughs> yeah, and they're trying to imitate a certain type of uh, a CBC, uh, Kane uh, Broadcasting Corporation type of style of interview from that period. Yeah, and, I see that. And I was trying to kind of like catch that vibe. And it's hilarious because I'm, I I usually would at least make the effort to shave. And I, I don't know how big the bags under my eyes must have been, but they must have been pretty huge. So I, I put Put on such dark sunglasses for the interview, but it was uh, yeah, I couldn't like, tell you. you I, well, it was a weird like, interview in general, <laughs> you know. It, I think that's it, the, that was their thing. Yeah, that was their thing, and it was, and it's me playing the auteur, right? Like right, it's actually, right. it's kind of a, a performance, I think. Yeah. Well, um, so I, I, this is fantastic. I, I, I just, it, it almost like reinforces everything I think about you, knowing uh, that we love some of some so many of the same films. Um, I, I don't know if. I, I just uh, we we have uh, Criterion films coming out right now. Um, I don't know if you buy them regularly. I think uh, oh, actually, it's a, a Bruce, the Bruce Lee set is uh, shipping this weekend. So, um, which is supposedly I heard there's 37 hours of extra footage. So you you talked about uh, dorking out or or no, you going obsessive. Um, my but, my my wife would enjoy that. She's a huge Bruce Lee fan. Really? So, okay. Yeah, I think her one regret is uh, there's a brief image of a. A, a character watching a martial arts movie in family viewing and that's as close as i ever got and i don't even think it's a bruce lee film so we wouldn't have been able to get the rights to that but um uh yeah it was it was interesting to see him uh, re uh like uh kind of a uh, re re reconceived in once upon a time in the West. oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah not not too favorable and um also i lost honor of katarina bloom i think that's with schlorndorf i think that comes from a theatrical of course that's very relevant um there's a taste of cherry by uh kiristami um there's the well, complete thing that, that's the film that won the palm door when it i was in, with sweeter after so we won the grand prize really? and taste of cherry won the, the palm that's door. right yeah yeah so uh, i i so um sorry <laughs> no 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 i mean listen i mean i i love both <laughs> I, I, i'll never forget like you know we we won uh, that year the three you know jury prizes we won the international critics award okay. we won economical uh, you know the Ecumenical Jury Award, yeah. and everyone was waiting to see like what was going to happen, like 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 for the final awards. And I remember getting a call from my distributor, and she was absolutely tearful. And she could, oh. She, oh my God, I've got so, you know I've got such terrible news. Uh, you, you won the grand prize. <laughs> and going, uh, what's the terrible news? And she's going, we didn't win the Palm d'Or. Is going, I won the grand prize. Yeah. Like that's I, a, that's I, a big deal. That, that's incredible. I've I've won. Like these three awards, like you know, from this from from this festival that I like, it, it, it's it's like a fantasy. It's like a dream come true. I'm I'm like I, I like, and and she just didn't understand why I wasn't more upset. And I was going, and, <laughs> and then when it, it, the the Grand Prix was shared by Imamura and Kiristami, and I was huh. going, well, that only makes sense. What was I mean, Imamura's film? Uh, the Eel, which which oh, I don't. Oh right, yeah. You know, even though it was just the Kiristami, like like. That was his his shot. That's he got to win the Palm d'Or. If he didn't yeah. win it here, he wouldn't have won a Palm d'Or probably. Clearly, so I have True. no problem. I, I I just I'm grateful. You know, like I think this is the thing is that you know um, you have to measure your sense of happiness by you know how 
much you feel gratitude for what you have. And I just feel like nothing but gratitude for the career I've had and these uh, and the times that have allowed me to travel with my films and mm -hmm. uh, and and the festivals that I've been to and. You know, they're not, they're not, they're unusual films. They're, 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 oh, they're, yeah, that's great. You know, characters do very strange things in my movies. And, uh, uh, sometimes, you know, it connects with viewers really deeply. And I'm, and I'm very grateful when that happens. And I'm just, uh, you know, I, it means a lot to me that these films are, are being presented together, uh, on this amazing, uh, channel mm -hmm. and, uh, that we can have these conversations. And, uh, that's, that means that means the world to me. Yeah, that's great. And there's a, a, another Claire Denis Beautrevise finally, finally coming oh, out. Great, and, great. and then yeah. you mentioned Scorsese. We, we have another cinema project uh, with uh, a whole whole uh, slew of uh, films from Brazil, Mauritania. Uh, so, yeah, there, it's it really is a I, I, I'm not going to say it during COVID that it's a fine time to be alive. But as a cinephile, I mean, that you have thousands of masterpieces at your fingertips and including your films. So oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. No, and I, I mean it. Uh, we literally, uh, if you oh, you oh, could oh. remember how, how tough it was to find your films circa 2003 um, in America, it was it was tough, except for Sweet Hereafter. You know, that, that was probably the easiest one. So. Yeah. Well, you know, what, what's really been bizarre for me uh, in these past few years is that people know my films through these movies that I don't, I didn't write, you know, so people mm -hmm. would through Chloe or Remember uh, or Devil's Not, and it just hmm. felt like, well, that doesn't really represent what I do as a filmmaker. I mean, I, I, I have different feelings about each of those films, but I, and I think I, you know, I did, uh, you know, whether or not I was the right person to direct them. I mean, I, 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 I did what I, I could do, but you know, the core of my, my, my work is obviously the stuff that I'm writing and directing and producing and, uh, that I have full control over. And it was, it, it was strange when people, would come and you know um see a film because they'd seen um you know like uh, chloe or 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 remember and i was going well that's <laughs> that's not the core of what i do right right yeah uh, um, so i'm grateful that you know that there's a reorientation and people are remembering these earlier films like that 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 is very gratifying and uh, and, and you're not I, out of the game yet maybe maybe there's a palm door in your future hopefully there's a palm door in the future period uh we'd like to get back to that right? Let's first of all get back to that, and then we'll yeah. kind of figure out, um, you know, the the the, the logistics of, of of securing my palm door. I think I think it's probably uh, going to take. Um, uh, <laughs> this is some this is some some wrangling on your part, but thank you for the offer. <laughs> I bribe the jury and and and, uh, and and pull the strings that I know that you control in order to get me every award I could possibly win in the future. Thank you I, so much for that offer. <laughs> I wish I had that much sway. I think I cursed uh, Sean Baker with the Oscar because I, I I promised him. Uh, uh, he'd get uh, the Florida project and, uh, and he didn't. So, um, great talking to you. Uh, I, I guess, I mean, given the weird circumstances, have you thought about your next project or are you, um, well, I, I, you know, I do, uh, work in opera a lot too. So the, the next few projects are actually in opera. Uh, and, oh, okay. uh, listen, I will say that for the people who are interested in, uh, I, uh, um, uh, like if you go to ego film arts, which mm -hmm. is my site, uh, EGO film arts, three separate words, you will see, there's a listing of the films, but it'll say uh, uh, opera and theater. And you can go to each of those titles and there'll be clips from those films. Hmm. So you'll get us. And actually, if you go to the, this the Chinese opera that I did in New York um, a few years ago called Fen Yi Ting, there's a half hour documentary on on on, on making that film uh, that opera and so you'll get a sense of the process of, of directing an opera and um it's interesting i think 
Uh, and you'll see, you know, there's the short films are there and they're actually available through the site. And um, there's a very interesting essay on a short film I did for the uh, 60th anniversary of the Cannes Film Festival, a short film called Arto Double Bill. And there's an analysis of that. But you could also see, you know, these other, you know, it, it's just an interesting way to kind of have, have access to my other my other work. Because, you know, the film you can share, but the theater projects and the operas and the installations are less accessible. Yeah, unless it's Hamilton, then then you're good. We we have a, a pretty frequent guest who's a, a, who runs an opera company in New York, so he's probably kicking himself for not getting to talk to you. But he'll 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 love that. And I, actually, we might uh, uh, talk about your work uh, when he when he's back on. So uh, be, uh, we'll put the, the link to your website in the show notes. Um, are, do you do any social media, or can can people find you anywhere? Um, I mean, they can find me through the, the site. If you go to uh, info at Ego Film Arts, okay. so that'll get that'll get to me through uh, uh, you know my office, my uh, my assistant, and so it's just you know info or Marcy at uh, who's my assistant M A R C Y at Ego Film Arts. Um, that's probably the easiest way. And like I said, like I and if these these books of speaking parts for the people who are fans of that um, are are available, they'll they're. That's the easiest way. I don't do social media, no. Okay, uh, my, good. My, yeah. my wife does, but I don't, yeah. Well, she's going to hear this, but uh, my wife's birthday is next month, so... Um, yeah. Oh, happy so, birthday. So I think, yeah. uh, well, mine's this month, but uh, <laughs> I have to, she's a tough to, tough to buy for. Uh, so am I, actually. Frankly, I have oh, to buy my... When's your birthday? Uh, actually, three days after your uh, Criterion release, uh, July 30th. So, uh, oh, okay. okay. Um, but... I've already bought my presents. Uh, she she doesn't know because you know she she's like okay Antonioni Bergman Fassbender uh, he has everything so um, uh, such a gr- pleasure talking to you uh, love your work thank you for uh, for for all you've done for my marriage so great <laughs> it's still paying off well, hopefully uh, a guest of honor will not be the the film that breaks your marriage so I, like I, <laughs> I don't uh, think it will. I, would, I would tiptoe carefully into that film because it's. It, it's uh, it's dealing with a, a kind of a, a strange marriage, to say the least. So well, we 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 don't live our, our the films we watch. Otherwise, we'd be in big trouble. But we'll we'll try to watch it this weekend. And uh, and and yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, great talking great. to you. Um, yeah, good luck with the film. Stay safe. Yeah. Watch Thank movies. You. Watch Set and Tango again. <laughs> Thanks. I will. I'll I'll, I'll watch the, uh, the 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 TV broadcast. Uh, uh, CBS version of Satan Tango, which they're uh, <laughs> re- remaking uh, uh, in, in, a, in a car wash in Minneapolis. And uh, I, no, I, I don't. Happen. <laughs> you know, one of the, our listeners and friends uh, restored Satan Tango. Did you watch that version, the recent uh, yes. restoration? Oh, okay. What'd you think? Oh, no, I, it was brilliantly done. Like, yeah. like I mean, talk about that along. Yeah. Yeah, no, just congratulate them. So they were working with the Cinematheque in Bologna, or wasn't that it done? Uh, actually, it was um, uh, Arbolus Sinilicious. So uh, I think think the restoration was done here by uh, a gentleman named Craig, Craig Rogers down in L.A. Um, yeah. But I, 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 Bologna does a lot of restorations, too. So I'm, I'm hoping there's some Fellini coming this year uh, through, through uh, for his 100th anniversary uh, or Hundredth birthday, I should say. So speaking of birthdays, but um, but yeah, I'll, I'll let uh, Craig know that. Uh, oh, you... that's another thing too. If I I I, um, I did an installation uh, which was based on Fellini's Eight and a Half. So we did that for the opening of the uh, TIFF Lightbox when that opened, and so oh, yeah. we basically set up this whole um, theater, Cinema Four, which is the the Cinematheque house, and it's uh, 
it's a it's a it's it's a very interesting physical sculptural breakdown of the scene in the screening room when they're auditioning near the end of the film, and I've broken it down into eight and a half uh, frames, uh, which we optically put onto a thirty-five millimeter projector, oh, wow. and it projected the projector is where the screen is uh, projecting back into the audience, and we drape sheets uh, all around the theater to catch bits of this image. So it looks like eight and a half screens. But if you go um, again on my site and you go to installations, you'll see it under eight and a half screens. You'll see a documentation of that. Actually, uh, on the Criterion, when I did the top 10, I think it, it actually yeah. connected to that as well. Yeah, so it's you, on there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Eight and a half, that, which is one of my gateway films. So, <laughs> so I, with me as well. So it was a, a real honor to serve that. So I think that's going to be remounted uh, uh, for the 100th anniversary of, of the Maestro. Oh, that's that's well that's something to look forward to so i mean you know look forward to <laughs> so um great talking to you adam uh have a great weekend and great have luck great... With, with the film okay. so okay. talk Thank soon you. take bye. care bye bye